0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Culture Calls Dialing into the Future, where we discuss everything on culture. Uh, Today, we are in conversation with Karen Calder. Karen is the founder and CEO of Karen Calder Coaching and Consulting, a company centered on change and how our mind shapes the path to success. Um, She has helped organizations transform their culture, implement talent solution, and develop high-performing leaders and teams. Uh, her experience spans nationally recognized uh, and internationally to globally successful brands like Walmart, Home Depot, uh, and First Service Residential, just to name a few. Uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on our show, Karen. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great, and let's just say it's, been, it's great to be here with you and all of your uh, subscribers.
0: Thank you so much. Um, you know, can you, can you just start off by telling us a bit about yourself and what your current role and what exactly you pursue?
1: Sure. So just a little bit of background. I mean, I think you did a great job of introducing me. I have 30 years of corporate experience and seven years ago, I decided that I wanted to uh, strike out on my own and have been working on my own uh, with uh, a number of organizations, helping them through change, helping their leaders um, really evolve themselves in this time of uh, great upheaval Uh, You know, it truly is that VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, chaotic, and ambiguous, so uh, everybody's in need of some, you know, support in different ways of of doing things um, than what we have been used to doing for the last 10 years.
0: Right. Fantastic. Um, You know, one of the things that I was, you know, learning a lot about you is that you have had a lot of experience in so many different sectors and so many different departments. Um, And you've probably come across a lot of different, uh, you know, versions of how work culture is and how work culture is spent. Um, so my question is, uh, how exactly do you see work culture evolving uh, from now on? Because I think post the pandemic, there was a setting wherein uh, you know it's all hybrid culture, or somewhere it's just remote culture that's uh, taking uh, taking a lot over. So how do you see work culture evolving in this environment, especially in this hybrid environment, which is kind of looking here to stay for a while?
1: I think it's a very fascinating time. Um... What I witnessed during the pandemic was like a flick of a switch. It was one day we were all working in the office, and then, literally within 24 hours, we were setting up home offices and trying to figure out how to, how to create that hybrid hybrid culture. Um, now that we're easing out of out of the pandemic, and we're kind of coming back to, you know some some in the office some not in the office and some in but you know in between I, i don't think it will be a flick of the switch i think it will really depend on the organization and the leaders and their philosophy and um where they want to take their culture so i see the the gamut in my organization i see uh leaders wanting everybody to come back to the office they feel like they've really lost culture They've lost the connection. They've lost um, the teamwork, um, the ability to bring people together and share a common message and create that direction. So they're wanting people to come back to the office. I also see on the flip side, uh, companies and leaders saying, "You know, this has worked really well for us, and so we're going to keep doing we're going to keep doing this." And uh, and then I see the some of the companies in between. Let's create a bit of a, a bit of both. Uh, worlds where we'll have, you know, the ability and flexibility to work from home for some days. And then we, on other days, we want people to come in, come into the, to the office. So I really, truly think it's, this is gonna, this is gonna be interesting, I think, over the next year or two to see where, where this, where this lands. But I do think it will be a variety of different combinations for, for companies.
0: Right. um you know i completely agree to that you know it was literally a flick of a switch um and everyone had to suddenly understand how to adapt to this digital workspace um, i always remembered uh, you know when we were, when we were uh, conversing i understood that uh, work culture plays such an important role uh, in defining an organization so uh, this is uh, one quote by Gary V that always strikes my mind, which is he says that company culture is the backbone of every successful organization. So I just want to ask, how true is this when it comes to you know your organization and the clients that you work with? Uh, is company culture really at the backbone of every organization?
1: 110%. I really like that quote by, by Gary. He also has a chief heart officer that works in his organization. <laughs> and he works very hard on his culture. Uh, he believes that it culture people are the culture and um you know overcoming politics by kindness and empathy is you know his his mantra helping people to become self-aware and helping them to uh evolve in this time of great change it really is a time of great of great change and um i think so so a company culture helps or hinders your ability to uh, execute on your, on your strategy. Um, it impacts how your customers experience your organization. Um, and lastly, it impacts how your employees view your organization and whether they want to stay or they want to leave. And I will say right now, organizations, if they're not realizing this, but talent is really good talent. Capable talent that you need to help the digital transformation is very um, hard to come by because they have a lot of options at the present moment. It is, it is not a company, you know um, centered world right at the present moment. It really truly is an employee, employee and talent centered centered world. A lot of people are opting out and saying, I don't really, I didn't like how I was treated during COVID and a global pandemic. And our company now wants us to come back and, you know, be face-to-face. I'm not feeling that same connection. So I am going to try another organization or I'm gonna go out on my own. So culture is everything. It is everything.
0: I completely agree to that. Um, and I also like how so many people have now accepted the freedom that it gives them, especially when they choose to work however they want to. Um, and I think a lot of companies have defined that, uh, you know, in in the way that they're driving down their culture. it is which is that you have the freedom to work how you want. And I think that's one of the fascinating things that uh, that has happened in the recent times. Um, you know, you uh, one of the things that I saw is that you worked a lot in. Uh, understanding how data and technology have worked uh, across in your uh, experience as a person. So do you think data and technology play an important role in defining company culture? Do you think data is a key role in defining, because I see that, uh, you know, these words are used a lot of times, you know, we need the data, we need tech to make sure that our company culture is in place. But do we really, and do you really think that we need the right data and technology?
1: listen, I think there are uh, four things to allow us to perform in an uh, organized organization. One is we have to be really clear on expectations. I call it my Excel model. We have to be really clear on expectations. We have to be really clear on um, capability and skills that we, you know, that we need. Um, we have to be really clear on the, when I say equipment, like equipping people. And and then, you know, the last part is that we have to provide leadership. And, and leadership comes two ways. I bring leadership, self-leadership, and the leadership in the organization. Getting back to the, the second E, which is equipping individuals. So this is about having the right technology to support their productivity, to support collaboration, to support... Um, uh, the way in which we work and when your tools don't work um, and you're you know reverting back to manual processes or systems that are broken you know think about like how frustrated people leave because it becomes too complicated too hard you have to push kind of you know that water up the hill in organizations. If you don't have the, you know, you don't have the right tool. I also believe you just saw uh, in a in a global pandemic when we're in a, a hybrid workplace that technology unites us. It, it gives us the ability. Like look at the Zoom calls. I like, we've Zoom and Teams and you know WebEx. Uh, those are just common words now that we that we use. And in fact, we probably don't pick up telephones anymore you know, when we're talking to people. So it, that becomes very important. In terms of data, I think every CEO and every senior leader should have data collected to get a pulse check on where they are in the org, like where, where is their culture? Where's it leaning towards? how How is culture being perceived and how is it being experienced inside the organization? If we really truly believe that culture makes or breaks a company's ability to, you know, achieve its goals, to execute on its strategy, and if people truly, if they really truly believe that, you know, people, it makes up the organization, then why not ask the people, how are they experience the culture? And then the last thing I will just, I will, and you need data for that. The last thing, the other thing that's really, really important that just came to mind was you rarely have one culture inside an organization. You you typically will have an overarching guiding values and principles, but how that get action will depend on the leader of each of the functional areas. So I have gone in and worked in large organization and experienced different cultures depending on the leader and the team that I'm working with. So The data as a senior leader in an organization will help you identify what are some of those subcultures and you know, are they being true to the to the culture that we're trying to live up to, or the, is it not? Are there gaps, and and then how do we help the leader and the teams
0: close those gaps? Right. Um, you know, I absolutely agree to that. I think uh, one of the last points that you told, uh, I think I really understood the value of that, which is culture is different for different people. Um, And uh, I absolutely agree to that. And uh, it's one of the things that, you know, we can see very much in a lot of the organizations uh, that we work with. Uh, There is one question that we ask all of our guests here. uh, And uh, I realize that every time I ask this question, everyone has a different answer, uh, which is what exactly does it take to become an employer of choice? Um, And this question has received so many different answers. So what, according to Karen, do you think uh, is the right way or what does it take to become an employer of choice.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I've never heard one sort of simple answer to that. And that makes sense to me because we're individuals and we mm-hmm. all have we're all coming to the workplace from different levels of perspective and mindsets and expectations. Right. So I don't think there is one clear answer of what an employer of, of choice I, I will say this, you know, if you're an employer of choice, if you're able to attract and retain top talent in your organization, and if you're mm-hmm. able to achieve the goals through the, through the talent and really build something special, I think, I think, I think we should let, you know, talent vote uh, employers employers of, of, of choice. Um, but I do think it's a place where an employer of choice to me would be, for me personally, It would be a place that I could go and collaborate with others where there's psychological safety to express ideas, where there was creativity, uh, where we were able to be, you know, self-aware and evolve ourselves as human beings Um, and that it didn't feel, you know, I've experienced the other side where it feels punitive and hard and critical and judgmental and, you know, it kind of sucks the energy out of you i think an employer of choice company is a company where you go and you are you can feel expansive and that you can grow and that you there you can bring your best self and 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 the energy um and honestly i i have i have you know worked with um a leader where you talk to all of her employees and her employees say you know it doesn't matter I could go somewhere else and make more money, but I'm staying here because she's just an amazing leader. And I went, I've never heard anything like that before. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I doubled down on, you know, what does that, you know, what is she doing? And she's really just connecting individually to each and every person, one-on-one meetings, uh, lots of empathy, lots of kindness, but very clear and direct on um, what the expectations um, are of the organization. And it's like the glue it keeps people there uh, working working for and achieving and I think they're reaching you know double digit growth so it's working for
0: them right that, that seems fantastic you know one of the things that you told uh, you know I just want to ask a question on that itself which is you told that leadership uh, the leadership of the company plays a very key important role uh, in defining the culture so what exactly is the role that leadership that the leadership of an organization should play um, in defining the culture so uh, uh, i think i think the the best way to break down my question is what exactly are the steps that you know as a leadership people should take uh, to define company culture
1: first step is to acknowledge like for ceo and senior leadership team to acknowledge the importance of culture I see them placing far more emphasis on getting results because that's kind of either what the board is asking of them or their boss is asking of them, very short-term results, right? It's really truly a very few individuals, very few leaders that will say, I'm gonna reverse this. And rather than focusing on the outcome and, 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 and their results, I'm gonna focus on the how, how we get there. Like I, I'm gonna be clear about the outcome. Don't get me wrong. Clarity is a high performance uh, tool that we use, right? We need to know where we're going. Align everybody on where we're going and then spend the majority of the time on, on how, how we get there. And so I think, I, think, I think they need more better understanding of culture and that it's not a fluffy word that it's hard and that it drives results and that it's important. And, you know, if we could share more and more examples with senior leaders on what leaders are doing that drive results through culture and people that's different than how we, you know, traditionally think of leadership, which is, you know, results orientated, setting goals, driving change in an organization because I think with that you you drive out the energy and drive people away versus bringing people uh people along it's a it's a shift in leadership that that needs to occur and we need to educate leaders I don't know if I have a step-by-step process of it yet. that's a good question actually um but more emphasis on understanding the importance and that you just can't take your hands off of the wheel with culture. You have to put your hands on the wheel, you have to drive it and you have to be deliberate. What is the culture that you want to create in your organization? Why is that important to you? How will that look? What are the key mindset and behaviors and values that you need to underpin the culture that you're trying to create and be very deliberate about it?
0: Right. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to have you, Karen. You know, I'm sorry to cut this off, but I think we're a bit short on time. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, is there any final words that you want to let our audience know about?
1: Culture is all about the people. And so <laughs> I think that's, that's it. And, and I think the other thing, the last thing I will say is that we're just all looking for belonging. And so if you can Mm -hmm. focus on how to create the belonging inside organizations, you will achieve extraordinary results. Thank you for having me on your um, podcast today. And as your guest, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Building a culture of belonging. I think that's an amazing note to end with. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us Uh, and the viewers for watching us until here. Thank you so much for watching. If you have anything, please let us know in the comments and make sure to leave a like and we'll see you again next time.